Thank you so much, choir. And uh, a couple things we're going to do before we uh, have the sermon this morning. Uh, and one of those is um, we're going to see a video, but before that starts, uh, I want you to know that part of our Gratitude Sunday, you see cards uh, sitting on the walls uh, that our youth and children have completed in the past few weeks. You this morning have the opportunity to complete one yourself. We're going to uh, take this time, if those who are ushers and folks do, to pass out a card. It's going to look different colors like this. has two statements on it, incomplete statements you can complete. One is what I am most thankful for, and the second one is what I, most, uh, I, am, I love most about my church is. I want you just to take a minute during the time that communion is being served. Is that okay? I mean, I know the sermon's next, and you could write all you want. And the first two rows, I understand, because communion is going to come quickly for you when we start. And what we want you to do is to place them in the baskets right here at the end on the front, on the side, as you come by to be served for communion. And that will be helpful to us. Uh, they will be displayed. You don't have to write your name on it. Okay. Uh, you can if you want to take credit for it. How about that? But you don't have to write anything other than something you're thankful for uh, in those two ways. And it's a wonderful uh, time we begin. We have a video I want you to show one of our uh, testimonies during uh, the, the class, the campaign itself. I became a part of RHUMC with my wife and my daughter in the year 2000 when we moved back from Atlanta. We really weren't involved in a church at the time and a family member who lived here invited us to come. And everybody we met in the church really made us feel like we were part of the family, that we belonged here. And, um, and honestly, it was the first church I ever attended where I really felt like that. I wanted to come back. I started to become more involved in the church, mainly in the youth program, when my daughter Madison went through confirmation class and I started to uh, chaperone youth events. And gradually over the last several years, I've become more involved and now I, I do small group for youth and also help facilitate an adult Sunday school class called Right Now Sunday School. I believe the new building will, will benefit the youth program and the church as a whole because as the youth program expands and, and we're already out of facilities, as that, as that program expands and it brings in lots of new families, I think when we do this building campaign, we'll just continue to grow in the youth program and to bring a lot more new young families to the church. And that's um, really exciting to me. I'm Mike Cornegay, and I hope you'll prayerfully consider joining us on this journey. Keep the faith, create the future. Also, as a part of our campaign, beginning today, you can participate in a 21-day uh, devotional guide we have. Uh, there are copies at each one. Uh, if the church has your email address, uh, it's going to come to you each day. It's a one each day, is each day, is it, so you can read it that way. If you'd rather have a hard copy, copy, please pick one up as you exit the service this morning. But that's a part of us sharing together in this, uh, our, our expression of gratitude this Sunday. You know, I think about a, a capital building campaign. I don't think there's a topic any better than begin that campaign than the concept of gratitude and what it is for us, uh, not only in a campaign, but in our lives every day. 
Uh, there's a subtop, a sub-theme to our campaign that goes like this. Stewardship is grounded in gratitude, revealed in prayer, and lived in faith. See, that movement is grounded in gratitude. There's something about the way you see God at work, both in your life and the community around you, that makes you want to be a part of it. We know that gratitude matters in our life. If you are a parent trying to raise your children, one of those primary tasks, I believe, to give your children is a real sense of gratitude about what's happening in their lives. And that's not always easy because children very young just forget you're giving to them as they need it. They don't ever have to ask. And that can lead to a sense of entitlement about life. You know, I'm just supposed to get not really thinking about or thankful about or thinking about what you get that someone else has provided it. And we're trying to always in our children and youth as we raise them to teach them about gratitude, an expression of life that life is much bigger than them and that it is an important part of what motivates you and I in our lives and what it's like. I thought about it this way. When, you, you know, when, a, when a mom has a little girl and gets that age, you're fixing her hair up and you put a bow in her hair, you don't put a bow in her hair to make her pretty. Instead, she is already beautiful. Uh, you're doing it because you love her. And, you, and that expression is because she is pretty. She's pretty because you give it to her. It doesn't make her pretty. Gratitude is that sense that God is around us, and we're looking for ways in our culture and our faith to share it. And we have lessons often to learn. I learned this about one tribe in Africa, the Kari tribe, that has a particular way people show gratitude to each other. The expression is what, what a person does to express their thankfulness. They sit down on the ground before another. A thankful person will go to the home of another person for which they're thankful and will sit on the ground in front of their hut for a period of time. No words are spoken. The silent vigil is itself an expression of gratitude. You're thankful to them. And we who are thankful to God are therefore sitting before God in his presence today. Your very presence and worship to me is a statement to God that we are here as a thankful people. We are grateful, O oh Lord, for all that you've done for us. I don't imagine every Sunday you come just because there's going to be a great sermon. I really don't imagine. It is not in my thought pattern at all. I do believe that you will come consistently if you want to express your gratitude to God. That God is in your life the loved ones around you, the community. You believe that with all your heart and to be in his house, to sit before him is what gives you thanks. It lets you express that in a way that he can know it and you can share in it. When gratitude is missed, something else happens. In the covenant Bible study we ran uh, last season, it said this way, when gratitude goes missing from our lives, sin separates us farther from everyone we love. Entitlement kills gratitude. It takes the soil of thanksgiving away and nothing can grow without it. It is the soil of thanksgiving that makes our joy grow. Our lives seek God and there is a great response to him in it. 
If you look back in the Old Testament, you'll find the people of Israel often express their gratitude to God by giving an offering, uh, not so much money, which we take often in the form of an offering plate. It was usually a first fruit from their herd or from their crops. They would bring that to God, a way of saying that we know, God, it is about your, you who provided the rain and the uh, sun. You're the one who made the earth in which the crop grows we may, the farmer may have done something essential, but God has already done far more. And that is out of gratitude the offering is given. Uh, power to succeed makes uh, a living in his gifts. We know that his gifts are what's there. And without them, we could not make it. When we come to worship, it's always a time that we can express it. One of the oldest accounts we have, a recorded account of of a Christian form of worship uh, came in the second century. Uh, it was an account where uh, and the governor of Bithynia wrote to Emperor Trajan and it told him what they did when they gathered. Christians came to worship. And in it he said, they sang songs to Jesus. That's what it said. It said, it said, it said, it said, it said, it said. Sang songs to Jesus. Maybe in those songs there was such a powerful sense of gratitude for all that God had done that nothing else needed to be said about the importance to it. That spoke to everyone. The earliest description of the church. And we continue to love music. Music in hymns and in the specials, the choir and others sing are often a high point in worship because they express so much. They go beyond just what words spoken are, and we're thankful for letting God hear us in that way. Gratitude expresses, it demonstrates what we're like and what we love. It uh, demonstrates not just uh, what we've done, but what God has done for us. We know that through the gift of Jesus, for his death on the cross and his resurrection and the new life and his Holy Spirit, that brings us to worship. That's where gratitude finds its anchor. That is where we benefit what God has given to us. And we feel that we are to speak out, to sing out, and to share what God is doing. That's how powerful worship is. We have a variety of ways of expressing worship, uh, but they're all together are about those who believe. Our confirmation class goes in its practice to other churches who intentionally we send them that have patterns of worship very different from here. And they'll come back and share something about them and, and they saw something they didn't understand or they saw things, that, hey, can we do that? You know, it's kind of what happens, you know. You go to other places, you see something different, it speaks to you in that moment where you are and you find that worship is much larger than just one congregation or one style. It speaks to how we can express our gratitude for all that God has done for us. We sing it. We say it. We let the world around us know it. Gratitude is the very air we breathe as Christians. It is out of that breath that we will flourish, that we'll grow, that others will understand the love of God because they see its response in us and know that it is that important. How important is gratitude? How powerful? It goes something like this. You know, if you take a, if I have never known a person who's grateful, 
who is at the same time small or mean or bitter or greedy or selfish or took any pleasure in the pain of anyone else. Never have I known anyone like that. Gratitude cures our lives of those things if we learn to express it even as God has given it to us. There's a wonderful example of gratitude in the book of Philippians. Uh, Paul writes to that church. They're different in one special way to him. They're the only church that Paul has allowed to support him with financial gifts. And they are generous apparently at times to him. And he is writing a thank you note, kind of an awkward you know, thank you notes are usually these small cards that have on the outside the word thank you, maybe a picture with it. You open it up and within two sentences, someone has already said thank you for something particular that they've either given or shared that you've gotten from you that you shared with them. And they're simple, but not Paul's. Paul's thank you notes awkwardly written. It begins by saying, I really didn't need it, you know. Do you tell somebody that? That's pretty odd, you know. I really didn't. I could have done what I've learned not to have. I've learned to have plenty. He kind of goes off and think, man, those people probably went to a lot of trouble for this. They sacrificed. Well, I really didn't have to have it. But then he goes on to say, but I'm thankful for what it does for you. I'm thankful for what it allows for you. I could have done without it, by the way. He just didn't give up. He just kept coming back to that. I could have done without it. Maybe somewhere in there, not trying to fall in the trap that gratitude is only about getting something. It's about knowing what we've already gotten in large quantities and God's love for us. It's seen in particular events in life, but most especially it's known by the way he's given us his son, Jesus, and what he does for us. We often here worship being a part of church as though you just want to come to have a to, to smile and be happy that's what the faith's about smiling and being happy but I believe that gratitude is far more satisfying and far more lasting and far more life-changing than thinking I come to church or participate in my faith simply to be happy Instead, I recognize with gratitude what God and others have done to shape your life. And that will move you forward. That will give you a joy that's deeper than any of the others. A poem was written. Uh, the title of it was written by a man named Cummings. And he said this. And I'm gonna have to, uh, it's in print, so I'm going to have to tell it to you in a way that it makes a point. The words are, I thank you, God, most for this amazing day. Only the way he writes it is this. The I that begins the sentence is small case. And the capitals come in the word, you, God. Let's say it this way. I thank you, God, for this amazing day. Gratitude finds its expression in him. What he has already done for us. He's the one that's most amazing and most generous. It's only one part to the prayer I'd like for you to add. When you come to the altar, you're going to drop those cards off, I hope. And when you kneel, this may be the prayer that you say or something like it. You've given me so much, oh God. I ask but one thing more. A grateful heart. Just that. 
a grateful heart. Would you pray with me? Our Father, it is easy for us to be captured in the possessions of life, the things that seem to occupy our day and create enjoyment and miss the richness of what you are doing around us, in us, and through us. Help us, Lord, to be captured by gratitude in a way that lets us feel blessed, but in turn to be a blessing. For this church, we give you thanks for what it has done as a part of your kingdom and our community, and it keeps doing, and for the ways we can share our faith with those around us. We give you thanks that you trust us with so many. And we ask as we spend time here at the altar, as we come to receive that sacrament you've made for us, that you'll give us that most precious thing of all, a heart of gratitude. In the name of Christ, amen. Now, I remind you, as you receive communion in this church, like other United Methodist churches, I-